0: It's a new year and in this third season of the podcast I'll be interviewing people who are active members of our Australian music community You'll get to meet Aussie singer-songwriters who you may have likely yet to discover Also people who are a part of the glue that keeps this community together and so strong Like what you hear? I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it But also to share it with your nearest and dearest Come on, let's go Come behind the music with me, LED. Welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you here again. If you haven't already, on your favorite streaming platform that you're currently listening to, go and press the subscribe button. And if you feel so inclined, I'd love for you to leave me a review and a rating today i'm here not only by myself <laughs> i'm not sitting behind the music by myself i'm here with my special guest neve Watson. we're going to be having a chat with her shortly also i've got the business jono here to share what's hot in australian music and corey Corey O'Connor from the Corey Talks podcast will be joining me a little bit later as well. But right now, make sure that you're comfortable and you're very ready to listen and get across everything we're going to learn about Neve Watson together. Behind
1: music.
0: With LED. It's great to be here with you, Neve. I know our friendship first started on Instagram. I noticed that you were liking yes. a whole bunch of Instagram posts from... Osnow Radio and something tells me when we get a follower liking nearly every post (laughs) (laughs) they're either a singer-songwriter themselves or they're just very passionate about supporting our passion project. So
2: where does this story begin with you? Well I'm 17 I'm still in school so I haven't really I, I guess gone through much in life yet but I guess It all kind of started when I was in primary school. I've been singing since I can remember, but it all kind of started then um, when I really started realizing, oh, I'm actually not too bad at this. I can maybe do something with this and make it kind of a hobby. And I guess through like singing lessons and you know guitar lessons and you know opportunities to do performances and things like that, I learned that it can maybe turn into more than a hobby and, and a bit of a career sort of thing. Um, and I think in the past couple years or so, I've gained connections that are you know. Really putting me throwing me in the deep end um, into the music industry and I'm loving it and that's kind of what I want to do so yeah that's kind of in summary my story
0: and when I had a look on Spotify I did notice something in quite amazing if I now do the maths uh, you're currently 17 but in 2018 so I'm guessing you were 14 at the time yes yes you released was that your debut single yeah, Dark Soul. Yeah, that's had um, that than, was it's had more than a hundred thousand streams on Spotify.
2: Yeah, I'm pr- yeah, I'm pretty happy with that one. Um, I'm not really sure why that happened. You know, we we released it just independently through DistroKid, a um, distribution service, and yeah, that one was a lot of fun. And you know, I was only fourteen. It's not really my best work, but. You know i'm still really proud of it and i think without that experience i wouldn't have known how to release my next singles and also i got to help collaborate with this guy from berlin actually he's in denmark sorry yeah we worked on that one and then the second one that i put out and i think i was 14 or 15 as well called get to you yeah they're very different from the sound that i want to kind of um pursue but i think you know doing different genres and writing with different people and putting out different things independently and now I'm learning to do that with a team I think you know all of those experiences are really positive even the negative aspects impact me in a positive way because you know you learn from it
0: absolutely so I'm wondering Neve would you be able to share with us what's your first memory of music because uh, you're right in saying the the world is your oyster you've still got so much to experience but Here you are at a a very young age, already kicking goals.
2: Mm -hmm. If you mean like first experience with the kind of music, I suppose... None of my family members are really musical, but I always say this, my dad's music taste is very um, strange, but great. He's like obsessed with David Byrne and Talking Heads. And I think I remember the stories of my dad played, I forget what the song's name even is, but like he was playing like David Byrne or something um, when I was really little. And I just kept on saying like in the car, like annoying my parents saying like, put this song on, like, I forget what I called it. I think I called it R because I didn't know what it was called. I think without my dad, you know musical interests and in the broad range of music he listens to like Mochiba and like even Bjork. She's incredible but very different and, and unique and abstract. I think without those kinds of experiences with listening I wouldn't have really realized that music doesn't have to be just what you hear like on the radio like you know the pop normality of what music is I feel like that from a very young age I have gained this like broad music taste and I don't really think I have like a genre that I personally like would say is my favorite. I, th- I think I really enjoy um, a lot of different things.
0: Yeah and when you, you just touched on genres it's made me think back to at the end of last year because I have a Spotify premium membership and I got this yep. email and it said that I had listened to 368 genres including 150 new ones. Now <laughs> yeah oh my goodness i I love i love what you share and and i'd really like to understand what you think about this you know idea like when i grew up when i was your age it was pop Or rock. Yeah. I don't remember hearing anything that was Americana. Uh, And that as a genre, not in in Adelaide, where I grew up, that's not, and it's certainly not what my parents were listening to. So I just wonder, what do you see as the possibilities? Like, you're an independent artist? Yeah.
2: You're not signed Um, to anyone, or you are? Technically, I am. I have just recently really really recently um, signed with a label but it's not been official yet we've not put it out I'm sure it's not exactly a secret but um, I don't know if I can share that exactly yet but it's really exciting it's an indie label um, and I'm really excited and I'm with publishers right now I'm with Origin Music Australia so they're my publishers I can say that I guess I haven't put anything out yet with my label so any Um, releases that I have released have obviously been independent so obviously I have experience with that but yeah I'm excited to see what it's like to kind of release stuff um, and maybe an album or an EP or something a collection of things not just singles with a full team I guess behind me as well.
0: What's your experience been like so far with using social media to build your community of followers?
2: Mm. Well obviously I think I'm still learning I think it's quite difficult sometimes to know exactly what the formula is to gain followers and and gain um, an audience. But I think it's kind of just like experimentation with that. I think I'm learning to be more interactive with my audience. I feel like that's something that's really engaging to them, like just seeing the amount of people that see my posts or see my stories. I think it's always the things that are interactive and have my face on it or something like sometimes when i post things that don't you know it might just be words or something that usually doesn't have as good amount of people liking it or whatever so i feel like you know it's just little things like that that i'm still learning and I'm hoping to c- continue to learn. And yeah, cause I've not got that much of a following yet, but I'm hoping to, you know, continue to learn and even just learning from other people that I follow or my friends that have a higher following than mine, just picking up little things has really helped as well. So what you've shared with us is that you have a publisher. Yes. Just
0: on the down low, you've been signed to an yes. independent label. And I'd love yes. to share more when that goes public. You also newly been welcomed to the community of Osnow radio featured artists. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'd like to learn more about your songwriting if you're open to sharing that with us. What you have achieved so far is already quite remarkable for someone that is, like you say, you don't necessarily have the musical background in family. I've interviewed quite a few artists who say, you know, when I was two, mum used to do this or dad used to do that. And that influence sounds like it's almost intrinsic. It's something that's just Within you, with moving forward and the opportunities you're going to have, how do you write a
2: song? Well, I feel like already I've had so many um, incredible experiences with you know other people that I get to collaborate with, and I think I've had different ways of writing as well. Like you know I've I've written songs in a studio from scratch, so it's a very different experience than just writing by yourself. Um, and you you know you would write a bit and then record a bit and then mix a bit and then you know like do that kind of pattern and obviously writing with other people there's like their little things that they do that you pick up but I guess when I write a song there's not really a formula it's very different every time but I would say I'm definitely a melody person Uh, usually the lyrics come last or come with the melody. But, you know, there has been occasions where I'll write like a weird poem in the middle of the night, which is very strange, But and then I'll I'll, like write something to that. But yeah, I I suppose, you know, I really think that the collaborations that I've had have really assisted me in like learning what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I guess what makes a good song. um, I think I'm still learning that. And I think, you know, the songs that I first wrote alone, like when I was like 12 or something, compared to the songs that I'm writing now have obviously like dramatically shifted and I'm still hoping to progress and get better every day.
0: It's a learning journey.
2: Yeah,
0: And you'll absolutely. continue to evolve in your own unique writing style as well. Yeah. Now, I'm curious to know uh, if we're thinking about wish lists, Do you have Mm -hmm. a wish list of who you would like to be a support act to? And when I say a a wish list, let's let's imagine there is no COVID. Let's imagine that you could just hop on a plane and fly somewhere. Who would you love to be a support to at some point in the next five years?
2: Right now and for quite a while now. I've been obsessed with um, an artist called Lennon Stella. I think she's incredible. Um, So that's someone that I would honestly cry if I met her, but also I think our audience would be kind of similar. So I feel like supporting her would probably benefit me, but also it would just be amazing. (laughs) But also I feel like I've I've seen Kimbra in concert before um, actually supporting David Byrne. And she was absolutely incredible. Um, And I feel like she's kind of close to home. I believe she's a New Zealand doll. And I feel like that would be really, really cool as well. You know she's someone that I really admire as an artist just from how I feel like her writing is and her production of music is very abstract and something that you know it's still really like it can be very poppy but like still it brings something new to the table which is something that I kind of aspire to do I think. Thank you for sharing that with us.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm going to include in the show notes here on the podcast links as to how our listener can find you and can connect with you online but you got me you got me thinking about a concert i went to 10 years ago (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it was the pussycat dolls (laughs) it wasn't for me i I took my sister-in-law as it was her uh, she had a special birthday so i bought her tickets and i went with her you'll never guess who was supporting the pussycat dolls 10 years ago oh Lady Gaga. Now I know Lady Gaga, Kimbra, but but I just want to share the value in looking at how the space of time and where you could go with your career. uh, I've no doubt that you're going to listen back to this in the Mm. years ahead, and you'll go, "Wasn't that cute?" You know, me at this age thinking about this, that, and the other, and and I wonder if you were to look to your future self but right now in this moment what do Mm -hmm. you think is going to be your biggest challenge in getting Mm. your music out there in the next and again I'll say five years
2: Mm. that's a big question I think well recently that's pretty um something that I have been really thinking about you know I've been trying to like use skills of like manifestation and things to visualize um, exactly where my goals will be, um, because I feel like that's so powerful and it really does work even in the small senses. But I think just kind of putting myself in my future self's shoes, um, I think maybe the biggest challenge I can see for myself is probably, um, you know, still writing songs to what I want to say because I feel like I've noticed that sometimes you can kind of get caught up in what your audience might want um, or what you think that the music industry wants from you but I think the best songs come from you know your true authentic self and like your heart so I feel like that's something that you know I always want to make sure that I do.
0: I appreciate you saying that now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, as you continue on this journey, as often as you can, remind yourself of that. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, my experience in supporting artists, I've come across a number that have gone on a different journey to where they wanted to, and they Mm. always come back to, well, you know, that journey did not take me where I wanted to go, but I did it. Yeah. But I can still assume that control and power and take it back. Yeah. And go back to what I wanted to be doing. Yeah, What's the best way for us to connect with you? I know you and I are connected, but for our listener who wants to know more, wants to hear your music, yeah. and I can put it right here in the podcast, mm-hmm. how would you
2: like to be connected with? So I have my own website, um, which is called NeveWatson.com. Um, and on there you can get everything. But um, I'm called Neve Watson on Spotify and all the streaming platforms. I think on my socials I'm called Neve Watson Music. So yeah, but if you go to my website you can find everything there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out and your very busy day for us to have this chat. <laughs> I can't wait no to, I can't wait to hear what comes from your voice in the coming months and years. And, you know,
2: (laughs) I'll I'll be here cheering you on. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Your ears will love you. OzNow Radio. Streaming now at oznowradio.com.au.
0: Now to have a listen to Who? Jono from The Biz with Jono suggests we should be having a listening to here in Australia and in the Australian music community. I love chatting with you every week, O, because you're bringing to the forefront of my mind and our listener who should be listened to, <laughs> who who we need to be getting across, who do we need to get across today?
1: Well, I could tell you somebody that we don't need to listen to, but that's a different story. Um, I will tell you who we need to listen to, and you may know her as Melbourne Busking Royalty. She's also a great artist in her own right, and that's a lady by the name of Tanya George. Um, A regular festival favorite, and she's got an electric pop sound. Uh, She does the use of looping, just like Ed Sheeran. Uh, Just amazing. She creates songs from nothing. Uh, Absolutely, uh, she'll want you leaving more. Um, And she has a four-point-five octave range. Yeah, she does. That's Tanya George.
0: You think two words won't be that hard to record? But hey, it is.
1: All right. Morning. Language is coming. It's bad.
2: <laughs> Can we put this into the podcast? <laughs>
0: This segment for University of Music Now. Uh, we don't have any baddles
1: for joining today, do we? Uh, no. So we are going no. to leave in what I just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for letting me know.
0: <laughs> TV and advertising. Now, I, here on the podcast, you'll find an episode with Pace Randolph. He is an Aussie singer songwriter, producer. Uh, he does create jingles. If you want to know more about him, search for Pace Randolph in my interviews. TV commercials, Corey. Firstly, can I just okay. say yes. I
1: love jingles? Oh, well, I used to. They're, they're not so prevalent today because I think they're expensive to do and license. But yeah. I do like a well-written jingle that's really emotive and can tell a story uh, even in 30 seconds. Mm. So there, I'm well, on I, record.
0: On record. And when I hear the words TV jingles, I think of Charlie from Two and a Half Men.
1: Oh. <laughs> men, 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 men. Because,
0: men have, you seen, have you seen it, Corey?
1: What, uh, Two and a Half Men?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, so you know that he sits at his you know, grand piano and he smashes out a couple of jingles.
1: Yeah. That's got to be tough, (laughs) coming up with something creative. Like you've given a brief of um, uh, a list of things that you need to be included and then you've got to be creative enough to put it all together and make it into something that will work and then put it to the client. And I can imagine it's a really difficult job. Maybe that's Mm. why he went off the rails. No, no, that's Charlie in real life, not Charlie on the screen. Okay, I'm curious to know. So, I've done my uh, my my
0: searching, and, and I've come up with some very interesting results. I'm hopeful that you find this interesting as well, Corey. Okay. There's a suggestion that jingles for ads are created to a brief, like you've just said. So, client says, "I want a song written about my cereal," and the brief is provided to the artist, and the artist. Right. Of course. Bright and sugary. <laughs> right. Now I really feel like I'm talking to Charlie. Um <laughs> the thing is though, what about songs? Like I to my knowledge, if we think of the song Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet.
1: Right. I do know the song.
0: You've
1: heard it in TV commercials, haven't you? Uh, can't say I actually have, but I do know oh, the song. I do like the song. I, I'm not... Right. I'm what about I'm not st- a... Or
0: Thunderstruck
1: by ACDC. Yeah, but I haven't heard that in an ad.
0: Are you watching TV? What?
1: <laughs> no, to be honest, I'm not anymore. So I haven't seen ads in a long time. So I have absolutely no idea what they're doing right now. Um, but I'm assuming it's more prevalent. But it's also up to the artist I know... Uh, some artists don't like their ads used in commercials, particularly political ads. Yes, yes, exactly. The songs you
0: think in ads, yeah. And this is where, like, when I did a search and I looked for, you know, uh, what are some Australian songs that have been used in TV advertising? Mm. Uh, even the temper trap came up with Sweet Disposition. Mm. Now, I've heard Sweet Disposition used a lot uh, in the football world. Oh, okay. But, you know, was the song written for football? Was this, was, was. Thunderstruck written to be a commercially licensed track? I don't
1: know. Well, that one in particular I'm thinking was before the time, it would be more of a time when jingles were created, not songs actually used. Mm -hmm. But um, certainly ACDC these days would be profitable from uh, any of their music, from their extensive catalogue over the years being used for commercials. Um, Do you remember uh, when Apple... Every new device came with a copy of U2's album on it. No one really yes, liked. Yes, I remember. That. They were used <laughs> to it in the commercials and uh, and all that, and people didn't like that. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I can't say I listened to it. Like, I had it. I had a new device. And it was there available for me, and I just hit delete. And it wasn't because I don't <laughs> like you, too. I really do like you, too. I like their 80s stuff. Oh, better. you're making me laugh. But, you're making
0: me laugh. But, but,
1: but I deleted it because I don't want to be forced. I don't want it forced upon me. And apparently, a lot of people felt exactly the same way. Okay, well,
0: then just remind me not to send you uh, a USB with a direct link to Oz now Radio preloaded because I'd I hate to force your hand to listen to now Radio.
1: No, that's a little different. When you buy a device, you don't expect it to come. I mean, we expect it. Older <laughs> phones were preloaded with a lot of apps that were useless and you didn't want, uh, and you just went and delete them Get as many as me. you could in the beginning. But th- th- that's that's a little different. That's a little different. But yeah, people well, were upset. I'll
0: share this with you, mm. and hub- Hubby's not going to be impressed. But um, we we we'll watch a. a our the TV in our house is um, it's restricted to a couple of channels. When I say restricted, we've got the whole package, but you know, we certain times of the year, like when it's Space Month, we'll watch space things. When it's the football, it's football. It's AFL, and I can remember a few years back, he told me that holy grail by Hunters and Collectors. Yes, that that song is about the footy. Uh,
1: told I told it was used, was in, but it's it, I don't it, think it is. <laughs>
0: He told me that the song was written about the
1: AFL,
0: and I remember looking at him with these little puppy dog eyes, and I just went like, no. "Okay, no, no, no. whatever
1: you want to think, Dave." Uh,
0: this is this is—we're not talking about up there, Casali, right?
1: No, that we're was talking, clearly yeah. specifically yeah. written for Aussie Rules football. But did you know that in the rugby uh, rugby league at the NRL, they used the Hoodoo Guru's What's My Scene, except it was they redid it as, that's my team.
0: Yeah, I did
1: hear that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I only mention it because I, I, I do like the Hoodoo Gurus. <laughs> yeah, well, I do too.
0: But isn't it isn't it isn't it fascinating? Like, if I think Hubby's got no real interest in music um, and he's gone holy grail,
1: that was written for the AFL. That is an AFL song. Does he also talk Um, about lyrics saying, "On this is what it says. It's like, no, it doesn't mention anything about spaghetti. What what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm sure I
0: could find an example. Because there are things like that
1: where that does actually happen. People think. That these yeah. are the lyrics, but they're not, and and it's actually quite funny. To it's like, okay, it does sound like that, but when you read the actual lyrics, it's like, yeah, it doesn't say that at all.
0: I'm thinking, Corey, because hmm. this is this is our final University of Music episode for the season. Would you like to come back in season four and we explore misheard lyrics? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that'd, that'd be cool because, like, I reckon you could play me stuff and I wouldn't hear it. Like, I, I wouldn't hear th- – I often do not hear lyrics of songs. It, it must be the melody. And I'm pretty sure, again, just to reference back to uh, Behind the Music, the YouTube series, uh, The Fan Files, I'm pretty sure I mentioned in that, or maybe it was on the cutting room floor. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that I mentioned that I often don't hear the lyrics, it's just the, the melody yeah. That,
0: yeah, that I you hear. Did, you you did. You're right. You're quoting yourself right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me again for season three of this podcast story. You're it's welcome. It's been a great a season. Fun. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with you. You've And I'm excited for season four. Misheard lyrics. We'll have, to come up with a, oh, we'll have to come up with
1: a new season. Season four. Name, I think. Geez, almost a teenager behind the music. <laughs> almost a teenager. <laughs> for a teenager. <sighs> Those terrible teens. On, well,
0: we boot- started to walk, haven't we? We learned yeah. how to walk down.
1: Things will become difficult. Uh, <laughs> the, the podcast will be demanding things. I want a new phone. I want, I want.
0: <laughs> I want my own MacBook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, that sounds like DJ Dominator. <laughs>
0: Why can't I put the microphone cord in my mouth?
1: <laughs> uh, because that's not where it goes.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. <laughs>
0: I'll see you online. Okay. Much love and appreciation to my colleagues, Jono and Corey, that join me for this third season of the podcast. Also to my guest, who was an absolute delight to interview. Catch you next episode.
1: Got a question for industry? Send it through to hello at ledofficial.com. This is Behind the Music with LED.